0: Shoulder. There's some wench here. Is your mother Olive? This provoked a look of even greater suspicion from the girl, but the door was yanked out of her hand and an older woman pushed herself into view. Her hair was scraped severely back from a tough, worn looking face, and there was a large mole at the top of her right cheek close to the outer corner of her eye. What's going on? Jess felt herself recoil. It was as she most feared they'd gone. This hard-faced woman couldn't be her, and yet that mark on her cheek, the voice. Olive? Olive Beeston? The woman's eyes jerked back and forth between her and the young policeman. Who are you? I'm Jess Hart, Louisa's girl. As she spoke, her voice cracked under the pressure of suppressed tears. "'Only, if the Beeston's don't live here any more, "'can you tell me where they went? "'I must find them, cause I've nowhere else to go. Olive of Beeston's me, not she?' "'Jess! "'Mom, it's little Jess!' the girl shrieked. Her mother stared, taking in the dark eyes, "'the curvaceous shape of the young woman in front of her,' then sunk down on the step, leaning limply against the doorjamb, her face drained of colour. For a few moments Olive Beeston could only manage a series of groggy sounds. She sat forward, head down between her knees. Another girl appeared at the door and stood staring. "'She get like this often, does she?' the policeman said. "'No, never.' Polly was biting at the end of her thumb as she stared at her mother. After a moment, Olive began to straighten up again, taking deep breaths. "'She looks better,' Jess said. "'She is me, Auntie, then?' Polly nodded. Jess thanked the policeman, and when he'd gone, Olive Beeston managed to sit up properly and look at her. "'What's going on, Mom?' Polly's voice was gentler now. She looked up at her sister's frightened face— I don't know what's come over sis. Look, a shaking like a leaf. I'll be all right. Stop mitherin'. Olive tried to stand up but failed, and sank back onto the step. Glancing across the road, she said, "I'm givin' that nosy old bag of bones over there summer to chew on." All right. She looked up into Jessie's face, and after a moment, the tension in it was replaced by a poignant kind of pleasure. So, Louisa's Jessica. God in heaven. Yeah, I never thought you'd grace us with a visit, wench. What do you in here? I need somewhere to... I've... Jess had held on to her emotions all day, but now she burst into desolate sobs. Oh, Auntie Olive, please, please say you'll help me. Olive poured dark, frothing tea into thick cups and soared at a loaf of bread. There was silence now that Jess had sobbed out the long and short of her story. She felt them all staring at her, Polly, Bert and Sis, her cousins, who she wouldn't have recognized if she'd met them on the street, and the Babby, Ronnie who couldn't have been more than two or three, and could barely see over the table. Jess hadn't known about him. The room was small and cramped, the table squeezed in close to the range. The mantel was covered by a length of plum-coloured cloth with a pattern of white flowers, a pewter candlestick holding it down at each end, and a clock ticking loudly in the middle. On the wall above hung an oval mirror. Olive had lit the gas, trying to control the shaking in her hands, and the room was warm and cosy from the fire. Jess took a slice of bread and margarine and chewed ravenously on it. She was light-headed from hunger, having had nothing all day but a cup of tea at Leamington Station, and her head was aching violently. Olive didn't join them in sitting down— She took a long, considering slurp of tea and clinked the cup back down hard on its saucer. So, she wanted you wed and out from under her feet, is that it? Jess nodded, tears welling in her eyes again.